Our lesson this morning, as you can see, is entitled Godly Apparel. As you've probably already figured out, it's about things that are immodest that we find ourselves participating in. We find ourselves wearing those things. And one might say, what does modest or immodest mean? A forward person. One who is about, maybe they're sure of themselves and they lack humility. And they lack uh, humbleness. Maybe immodest, we could say, is bringing undue attention to oneself in an inappropriate way. Or just in any crazy way, we could say. And we live in a society today who seeks to be different. Most of the time we associate this with our young people. Through the years we have lessened our expectation of our young people and older people alike on what we wear, how we dress, the styles that we find ourselves falling into. And we do that a lot of times in the name of, well, we don't want our children or we ourselves do not want to be made fun of. We want to be accepted. We, we, want, we want our children to be, be in that group of where everyone else is. Or we might find ourselves wanting to be in that group that everybody else is. A lot of times in modest dress mostly falls on our young girls. But that's not all, all the case. We have young men who are bringing undue attention to themselves, not necessarily with sometimes dress, showing up in public with no shirts, showing up in public with shirts cut down one side and whatever the case may be, short shorts, tight pants, we could go on. And this topic today is one that really concerns me. You have the world, and but the Bible tells us not to be like the world. But what concerns me is I see a lot of our people 
And I say our people in the Lord's church trying so hard to be like the world. And it really, it really concerns me that, again, mostly our young people, but a lot of some of our older people conduct themselves, dress themselves in such a way that's not godly. And I hope that you will be sincere in thinking about these topics today. And it's not a topic to get a punch in at any of you or our young people. It's a topic that's in the Bible. It's a topic that there's been problems in society for a long, long time. And again, immodest behavior and dress and things is not always showing skin. It's a lot of other things as well. Keep in mind that thought of bringing undue attention to ourselves and looking like the world. How concerned are we this morning with what we wear? We want to look nice uh, for ourselves as well as others. But however, is what we wear appropriate? Would God approve of such clothing? And I've heard it all through the years because this is not the first time I've ever preached on godly apparel. Well, preacher, what you think is appropriate is not what we think is appropriate for our child. It's not about what I think is appropriate. It's about what God thinks. And it's about the reaction that our young men and our young girls get from boys and girls alike. A survey was done as I was reading and preparing for this lesson. In a group of 25 boys from the ages of uh, 12 to, I think it was 18, I think it was, was asked what sexually aroused them the most about a young lady. You know what their response was? Is being able to see their legs. What's most of our apparel like today? We show legs. And not only legs. <laughs> they were also asked, do you like when girls dress that way? Oh, yeah. It's all about skin, basically. Dear girls, dressing immodestly is like rolling, and this is be boys and girls, 
It's like rolling around in manure. Yes, you'll get attention, but mostly from pigs. Sincerely, real men. That's the attention that you get. It's not from God-fearing men or God-fearing women. It's from those who are worldly. Ancient problems with immodesty is not something that has been or just happened in the last 25, 30 years. In the book of Genesis in chapter 9, nakedness has always been a problem. We can go back to the Garden of Eden when they partake of the, took of the fruit and they realized they were naked. They clothed themselves because they were ashamed. In verse 20, we see that Noah began to be a husband and he planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and was drunken and was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren with, without. Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it on both of their shoulders and went backwards into the tent and covered the nakedness of their father and their faces were backward and they saw not their father's nakedness. There was a generation cursed because of that incident. incident. It is shameful for others to see us naked. But you know, the term naked today is not what it was even 20 years ago. Nakedness today is if someone has no clothes on. But the nakedness in God's eyes was more that when parts of the body are revealed in such ways to draw that undue attention. Ham and his descendants were cursed because he had exposed the nakedness of his father. Shem and Japheth were blessed because they covered up his, their father and did not look at his nakedness. There's a great difference there, isn't there? One who saw it and reported it and shared it, and two who didn't. So there's been ancient problems with immodesty. Again, we could go back into the Old Testament, into the book of Genesis, and there in the Garden of Eden, God even asked them, who told you you were naked? They didn't know. They didn't have that knowledge until they ate of the fruit. But it was a shame. I asked the question today, where has our shame gone? And you say, well, it's terrible in the world. The world's a terrible place, and you're right. But folks, we're seeing it right here at home. And you know, it's two faults. It's one for the children, our young children and girls and boys who want to wear and dress that way, but it's our fault as parents for letting them. 
And we've got to stand up against that. We've got to protect them. They're not going to be happy. But we have to protect them. The world says to show it all off. I put some pictures up there. And I started to put pictures of people. But you know what? It was so inappropriate I couldn't do it. <laughs> I just couldn't bring it into church. Our pants on our young boys and girls are so tight, you see every crevice. That's not godly. Our shirts are cut so low that we see things that we shouldn't see. That's not godly. It's not that we can buy short enough shorts. We have to roll them up. Or we have to buy pants with holes in them so we can show our legs. Remember that survey? What turns on a boy the most? I preached a sermon here some six years ago. Things that our young people deal with in the month of April. Showing skin was one of them. Attending the prom was another. In a few weeks, we'll see prom. I've already seen prom pictures from back home. Young ladies' dresses are not appropriate. These dresses that are cut low and nothing over the top, backs are out, and that's not godly apparel, folks. I'm sorry. And I'm going to tell you, we as Christians must guard against those things. Now, this is my annual, I say, sermon concerning inappropriate dress because this is about the time of the year. Every year, things start coming off. And let's get ahead of the problem. The world says show it off. In 1 Peter, as you can see, the scripture there, in 1 Peter chapter 3 that was read just a moment ago, you go down to verse 2, says, They behold your chaste conversation or your behavior coupled with fear. What type of fear? Godly fear. I want you to think about something, some of the dress we see. If we had these clothes to wear, will we stand before God? dressed in some of the fashions that we have now. But he says, goes on, he says, who's adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of the plating of the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on gold apparel. 
But let it be the hidden man of the heart and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. You know, that it goes on in the sight of God. That's the, the, the spirit that our, men, our young men and, and we as adults and young ladies have to have, that meek and quiet spirit. One that is not searching for that undue attention. Men and girls. Do we honestly want people to notice us only because of our worldly appearance? Is that really what we want? Is that what we want for our children? Or should we want for them to, to notice our children for their godly appearance? You can answer that question. I don't have to for you. But the question is, will we do it? Clothing or revealing of a woman's body isn't the most important thing to everyone. When you go to the book of Genesis 29, or Genesis to chapter 29, and 17 through 20, you read the story of Jacob and Rachel. He wasn't enticed by her immodest clothing, but by her natural beauty, verse 17, and her personality. If she wasn't pleasant to be around, he would not have watered the flock and even kissed her in verse 10 and verse 11. We can ask the question, you think that he cared what she was wearing? If it was immodest, he probably would have noticed and would have been doubtful if he should even approach her because he had the right mindset. You see, immodest apparel in the Bible is never spoken of in a positive way. You go to the book of Isaiah in chapter 3. In verses 16 through 24. It says, The daughters of Zion were haughty and walk with stretched forth necks and wanton eyes, walking and mining as they go and making a tinkling with their feet. Therefore the Lord will smite with a scab the crown of the head of the daughters of Zion, and the Lord will discover their secret parts. In that day the Lord will take away their bravery or their beauty or their tinkling ornaments. They wore anklets about their feet. Chains and the bracelet, bracelets they had all things that were used to bring undue attention to them. But that key word there, haughty. You see, a person, a young man or woman who will, will dress modest will not have a haughty spirit. They will have a humble spirit. And when they dress, every time they, they will go into public, they will examine themselves 
and say, am I appropriately dressed? Will I bring undue attention to myself? And not only will they look at dress, they'll look at the latest fads. When we talk about hairstyles, we talk about uh, piercings, we talk about all these things. What am I going to do to not bring that undue attention? There are many problems that arise. You see, the world says to show it off. You see, we've become annulled. We've become annulled to the fact of, of young men who wear very long hair. And they're even putting it up in ponytails. And they're even taking it and putting it into a bun that a woman would wear. Can you tell me that young men, is that godly? Well, that's what everybody else is doing. Well, should we be doing what everybody else is doing? You look at one picture, it's got an earring. Should we be, is that godly? Crazy hairstyles. Is that bringing undue attention to people? Yes, it is. And we need to be on guard on that. I was listening to a lectureship to young men who were becoming gospel preachers. I forget one of the old brethren from Fred Hardman was there. And he was telling the young preachers of what, how they needed to dress and look and this, that, and other. And I can remember him mentioning all of these things. You see, it's about who we represent. The problems that arise out of these things are sexual lust. Matthew 5 and 28. You see, these type of topics are not very popular. And I don't like having to preach them, actually. But as a gospel preacher, I must preach them. Because we have a responsibility to be godly people. These types of things bring about undesired sexual advances. Why do we have unwanted pregnancies? Why do we have pregnancies out of wedlock? Why do we have all of these things that are happening? Well, I can tell you why. Because we're putting our bodies out there. That's to say, look at me. I'm putting myself on show for you. Look at me. It brings about fornication, sexual conduct before marriage, and, and that the bed should not be undefiled, as Paul writes. Adultery, rape. I've always asked the question when I preach these things to our fathers. How would you feel if a young man... 
in your presence looked at your daughter up and down and made statements sexually about her. Because I can tell you they're not going to do it in your presence, but they are doing it. But I'm going to tell you as a father, I'd be mad, I'd be ready to rip his head off. But the question goes back to me as a father, why am I allowing my daughter or my son to dress that way? It comes back to me. But these problems are what arise. How much, how much Christians dress for worship? 1 Timothy 2, in verse 9 and 10, says that we are not to dishonor God. In like manner, the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety and not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array. But from that which becometh women professing godliness with good works. And then what's good for the women are good for the men, aren't they? Should be. We ought to dress in a way that is respectful for the situation that we're in. Not like we're going to some beach party. Or some function, wherever the case may be, of the world. Christians must dress appropriately at all times. Christians dress spiritually when they are clothed modestly. In 1 Peter there, chapter 3, in verse 3, Let not their outward adorning of plaiting the hair and of wearing of gold or putting on apparel. Christians dress spiritually. Immodesty has created many problems in the world. Many problems. In the book of Matthew, in chapter 14... In verses 6 through 8. But when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. Of course, you know the rest of the story. John had been a thorn for them. He told them they were not appropriately married. And Herod made an oath to give John's head on a platter. And you know what convinced him and brought him to that? Was the dancing of a beautiful young lady. I'll give you whatever you want. You see, it's created many problems. It has created many marriages who, who, who had to begin uh, maybe at the... the the middle point of the marriage, it began with a child or it began with uh, having fornication or adultery in a home or whatever the case may be. Out of the order of what God has said. You can't you see, we can dress in such a way as to be modest and not feel as if we can't dress according to our own style. To be stylish 
We don't have to be immodest. If certain events call for immodest apparel, we probably don't need to be involved in them. A family member once said this. Modest is hottest. This is true. What should attract the person the most isn't what we're wearing, but our natural beauty and our own personality and our godliness. If someone only needs to spend time with you because of the way you're dressed, then we ought not to spend time with that person. Immodesty has created, again, many problems in the world. John the Baptist, as we just spoke a moment ago. Lewdness. Provocative. So I asked the question this morning. Again, are we dressing modestly or immodestly? Are we dressing spiritually? What is our intention for the way we dress when we go to school, when we come to church? The latest fads. A lot of the fads are not, are not good. They're not good. So what do we do to fix this problem? We take and we make ourselves different from the world. That's what you do. You don't worry about fads. You dress appropriately, spiritually. You conduct yourself in a way that God would have you to conduct yourself. And let me tell you, our appearance does matter. Our appearance matters to other people. What do people in your world see when they see you? By maybe what you said or what you're wearing, what you're not wearing, things that you've done to your body. the world seen in those things? Let me ask you this. Would you want your children to do some of the things that you've done? I can answer that personally. No, <laughs> I don't. Because some of the things that I've done was not godly. And I won't be honest with you. I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew exactly what I was doing. I was wanting the attention of people around me. And that's the heart of it. Let us dress godly. Let us not be like the world in our dress and fashions and all the things that we do. Let us, let us be godly people. And, and, and people always make the argument, well, 
people are like this, but they're still godly, but yeah. But what about those people who really don't know you? Maybe you don't worry about those. I don't know. Some good advice was given to me many, many, many years ago. Dress and act the way the people around you expect that you know. And dress and act even better for the people you don't know. That was some pretty good advice. First impressions are important, especially for a Christian. So today, I ask you the question, you may not be guilty of any of these things, or, but sin may be in your life. And maybe you need the prayers of the church. Maybe you need to confess those sins and, and be more humble and have more humility and, and, and be that godly person that we've read about this morning. Maybe you just need to make a change. Maybe you need to become a Christian. We encourage you to do that. And again, this lesson has not been vindictive in any way. I want you to know that. But I want you to know that me and these elders, we care for your soul. We care for about what you look like because it's a reflection upon this church. And number one, it's a reflection upon these elders. And number, or number two, and number one, it's a reflection upon God. How we act, how we dress. Through the years of being here, I'm not going to lie to you, I've been asked on several occasions, do you ever preach on modest apparel? I say, yeah. Well, what about so-and-so? It's something that's a serious problem. And it's something that we have got to take care of and get ourselves where we need to be. This morning, whatever your need may be, please come. Together we stand as we sing.